Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 1, and we are going to be looking at verses 18 through 25, so let's go ahead and read those. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce divorce her quietly. That's hard to say, divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared, appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus." couple things I want to note about this. First, it was not a divine conception in the sense that the Holy Spirit conceived in Mary seed by natural means. Mary was a virgin until the birth of Jesus. Therefore, the conception was supernatural. This is why Jesus is referred to, secondly, as the Son of Man and the Son of God. He was and is the Son of Man because he had an earthly mother, Mary. He was and is the Son of God because God is his Father. Now, theologically, this mystery is referred to as the hypostatic union, which simply means that Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. He is the true God-man. Okay. Secondly, I want to note that we notice that the Bible says that Mary and Joseph were betrothed as husband and wife. Now, that means that the marriage had not taken place yet. Uh, it's what we refer to as the engagement today. Um, and it, it, you know, there's a lot to be said there. I mean, it was official. As a matter of fact, after the betrothal took place, you were legally, if you will, or maybe you were married. In other words, in order for that betrothal to be set aside, there had to be a divorce. I mean, it was solid. It wasn't like today where we can get engaged and then a couple of months down the road change our minds and back out, no harm, no foul. In this day, the betrothal was as good as the marriage. However, it was not permission uh, to live like they were married, okay? Uh, the Bible tells us that after she found out that she was pregnant, she went and stayed with her cousin Elizabeth for three months. So when we read verses 18 through 25, we really don't get the background there. It just sounds like, you know, she, you know, she became pregnant. Joseph had a problem with it. Angel had to come and talk to him. Well, if you... Look at the background there. It didn't happen quite that quickly. Um, as a matter of fact, in Luke one thirty-five, 
Uh, let's look over there. Uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse number 35. Um, notice the other gospel account of exactly um, what the events were. Um, Luke one thirty-five. it says, And the angel answered her and said, speaking of Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So again, it was a supernatural um, conception. It wasn't a natural conception, which means Mary did not lose her virginity. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, that the, the child uh, to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing shall be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose and went in haste. So as soon as the angel came to her, spoke to her, she went in haste to the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. And then we read in verse number 56 of Luke 1. Again, you got to compare scripture with scripture because every gospel writer, they're recording the same story, but some of them go deeper, uh, some of them gloss over it. You got to compare all of them to see what the you know the exact order of things were. Okay, to get the background here, because in verse number fifty-six of chapter one it says, "And Mary remained with her for about three months." Okay, um, years ago there was a movie that came out called The Nativity. Uh, excellent, because in The Nativity it just clearly you really see what happens. You know, the angel comes to Mary, tells her this. Um, I mean, she just gets up and she runs to Elizabeth because he tells her that she's also pregnant. So she's looking for someone to be with. Of course, there there had to been just massive amounts of confusion, fear in this young woman. All of a sudden, I'm pregnant. Uh, how's that going to look? How am I going to be able to sell that and, you know, and tell people I'm, I'm still a virgin? Um, so, but it wasn't until three months later when she returned that Joseph saw she was indeed pregnant. There was no way to hide it. And then, then at that point, it's when Joseph went, you know, and said, well, I'm just going to go ahead and divorce her privately. Uh, to not bring bring her to shame, and that's when the angel came to Joseph and said, "Hey, you know that which which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You're going to keep him, and you're going to name him Emmanuel, which means God with us." Um, so again, it wasn't until after return that Joseph found out she was pregnant, and of course she was showing by that time. And if you look at his response, I mean, he was being very generous to her. Because he said, I will divorce divorce her. I can't say that. I will divorce her quietly. In other words, I'm not going to drag her before the courts. I'm going to do this very quietly. Because understand something. Under the law, the Old Testament Mosaic law, a woman who did not keep her virginity 
until her wedding night was considered to be a whore and was to be stoned if she was found out. Uh, In Deuteronomy 22, we see this. Um, Deuteronomy chapter number 22 and verse 23. uh, Notice what the scripture says. Um, If there is a betrothed virgin, okay, and a man meets with her in the city and lies with her. Now that means she's already engaged to another man, but she goes and sleeps with another man, which is what it looked like Mary had done. Notice, then you will bring them both out to the gate of that city, and you shall stone them to death with stones. Okay, uh, Even if the young woman, because she she did not cry out for help, though she was in the city, and the man, because he violated his neighbor's wife. Now notice, it's referred to as his neighbor's wife, even though they were only engaged, because the engagement required a divorce. Legally, she was married uh, at that point. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. So Joseph was being very generous with Mary. Now, at this time in in Jewish history, um, the Jews were not allowed to carry out capital punishment, which means they were not they would not have been allowed to kill Mary, or they themselves would have been brought up on murder charges. Um, they had to take that to the Roman government to get that done. That's why when Jesus was accused of blasphemy, they had to get him in front of Pilate uh, because they did not have the authority to put Jesus to death. They had to seek his authority. Now, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm, I'm sure it did. You remember the woman that they dragged before Jesus and said, hey, this woman was caught in the very act, you know, and they picked up stones to stone her. I mean, they were going to do it right there, even though... Legally, they didn't have the right uh, to do so. And, of course, Jesus immediately said, you know, I mean, you don't see in the text um, when he knelt down to write on the ground. We don't know what he wrote, but some people say he might have wrote because they said she was caught in the very act. Well, if she was caught in the very act, where was the man? Because according to the Mosaic law, the man should be in the dirt right there beside of her. And they should both be stoned right where they were kneeling. So maybe Jesus was scribbling the name of the man who may or not may or may or may not have been in the very midst of them at that time. But the bottom line is Joseph was being extremely gracious to her. Um, so he said, "I'll just go ahead and secretly divorce divorce her because." At this point in Jewish history, it was permitted um, by Moses. Moses had allowed them to give what was called a certificate of divorcement. Um, In Deuteronomy chapter number 24, verse number 1, when a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found something in her he doesn't like, he can write her a certificate of divorce, put it in her hand, and send her out of his house. Now, of course, Jesus dealt with that issue and said, Moses did that because of the hardness of your hearts. But in the beginning, it was not so. Uh, God never meant for divorce to happen. And that gets complicated today because in the church, we try to 
deal with it because in the Old Testament, um, there was no out. <laughs> uh, the only out was death. Okay. Uh, in the Old Testament, if, if you, uh, committed adultery, you died. The guy you did it with died and you were free. The remaining surviving spouse was allowed to remarry because you were dead. Okay. So, so adultery was dealt with very harshly in the Old Testament. And Jesus always referred back to that and referred to the fact that Moses backed off on that and did allow them to write a certificate of divorcement. Of course, you and I don't live in, uh, in, in, in days where we can go out and stone our spouse. And of course, even the Jews at the time Jesus walked this earth, they also lived in a day where they were not allowed to go out and stone their adultering spouse. Um, so, uh, it was, it was actually Paul who actually, uh, spoke or, uh, spoke more on this subject. And, and actually, cause Jesus only dealt with the death issue, a divorce. Um, but then Paul brought in adultery and brought in abandonment or desertion. And that's another study for another, another day. Um, uh, so of course, had he had this actually happened, if, if Joseph would have given her that certificate of divorce and, you know, just put her away quietly, he would have condemned her to a life of loneliness in that day and that time because no man would have wanted to be with her. Of course, today we don't even bat an eye at this type of behavior because it is so common. Um, so J- Joseph was actually being gracious, and but the angel of the Lord came and convinced him otherwise, as you can see there in verse number 24. So I, I just close with this. Uh, in regards to Mary's virginity. Uh, the virgin birth is a big deal doctrinally. You know, I have what I call the five fundamentals of the faith, uh, which is the deity of Christ, uh, which is the blood atonement, uh, the virgin birth, the inspiration of Scripture, and the second coming. Um, the, the deity of Christ, again, meant that he was God in the flesh. He was the son of of, of God. Um, and therefore, uh, in order for him to have been the son of God, he could, he had to have been supernaturally conceived in the womb of Mary, the virgin birth. The virgin birth is not something we can just willy nilly say, well, I don't believe in the virgin birth. Well, we're going to have a problem if Jesus was not truly born of a virgin. So let me unpack this for you. Was Mary a virgin? Well, number one, she said she was a virgin. In Luke one thirty four, then Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And that word know uh, literally means I haven't had sexual intercourse with a man. How could I possibly be pregnant? And then number two, because the Bible said that she was a virgin. Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, behold, a virgin shall conceive. That word virgin literally means maiden head, which means it hasn't been broken. She's never had intercourse with a man. She will will conceive. She will bear a son and she will call his name Emmanuel. 
and then Matthew one twenty five. But but knew Joseph knew her not until she had given birth to a son. In other words, Joseph never touched her until after Jesus was born sexually. That is. Okay, and then thirdly, she had to be a virgin, which brings me back around. If Mary had not been a virgin, Jesus would have been born a sinner. David said of himself and all men, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So had Mary not been a virgin, she would have been adulteress. Jesus would have been conceived, shapen in iniquity and sin, and he would have been disqualified to be the Messiah. The virgin birth is not something that can just be put aside. It has to be there or Jesus is disqualified. Uh, Finally, one other note. Notice the word firstborn in verse 25. Um, It says that Joseph did not know Mary in the sexual sense till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Now, some of the modern translations remove that word firstborn, such as the ESV, uh, but the ESV turns around and adds it in Luke 2.7 when it says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. I take note of this because some groups, such as you know Roman Catholics mainly, propagate a doctrine that's called the perpetual virginity of Mary. And that teaches that Jesus was Mary's one and only child. Um, but verses 18 and 25 clearly indicate that eventually Mary and Joseph did have sexual relations. Because it says he knew her not until after the birth of Jesus. Down in verse number uh, 25 in, in Matthew 1. Let me get back there. It says, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. So clearly, uh, they eventually did have sexual intercourse after Jesus was was born, which means, you know, again, back to this doctrine, the perpetual virginity of Mary, it cannot be true <laughs> because the Bible clearly says that Joseph eventually had sexual relationships with her. And as a matter of fact, she had children. Uh, in Mark 6, 3, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and, Sim- and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended in him. So Jesus obviously had four brothers. Now, obviously, they were stepbrothers, but they were born to Mary after Jesus's birth, presumably, obviously, with Joseph. And he had at least two sisters because they're always mentioned in the plural, even though we don't have have their names. Okay, Uh, now. The Roman Catholics will say that the brothers mentioned in these verses are the sons of Joseph from a previous marriage. You know, you're stretching that because every time they mention, they are mentioned, they are actually with Mary. 
Um, in Matthew 12, for example, in Matthew 12 and verse number 46, while he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak with him. But he replied to them, you know, so obviously his mother and his brothers were standing outside and everybody knew who they were. In, uh, in John uh, chapter 2 and verse number 11, it says, this, this, the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. And this, and after this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers. Again, they're mentioned there uh, in John chapter number seven um, and verse number one. After this, Jesus went into Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the feast of the booths was at hand. So his brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. And then finally, we have a reference, again, just irrefutable here, in Acts chapter number 1 and verse number 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So, also Paul, you know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, 5. Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord. Paul refers also to James as the Lord's brother um, in Galatians 1.19 when he said, but other the apostles saw I none save James, the Lord's brother. You know, he's the one that wrote the book of James. So the bottom line is that the doctrine of the perpetual virginity of Mary simply cannot be drawn from scripture. It must be forced and it's a contradiction to what the Bible clearly states. So Jesus was indeed the firstborn. You know, if you only have one child, why would you introduce him as the firstborn? Okay. If you if you've only been married once, why would you say this is my first wife? It doesn't make sense. They're forcing it upon the scripture. Well, listen, God bless you guys. Hope to have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.